Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a fright. Welcome to the greatest Welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcoming you to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about the Demonic Dean's film pick of the week as he returns to the show with Tokyo Gore Police from 2008, directed by Yoshihiro Nishimura. I believe I got that right, so I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that a little later on in the show. Uh, as you can hear, the monkey's here, who well, I was going to introduce in a second. I don't know where the ghoul is. Says he's here. He's probably muted. Doesn't realize he's muted. Uh, so I'm sure he'll be joining us in a minute. But yes, of course, we are joined by the psychotic symbiote, the man monkey, the prince of Moore's day. Yes, get a monkey with a monkey. Hey there, pop fans, gold geeks, and hall hounds. It is talking terror time, baby. Your favorite time of the week with we, your favorite schlock chucks, come in your ears with the latest hall news, nerdgasms, and movie reviews. But if you miss us live, don't worry your little shrunken head off. You want to know why? Because every single episode, yes, every episode of Talking Terror is always available free to our fans on Spotify and iTunes. You just remember to share the love, baby. And make sure that you and all of your friends and fiends follow Talking Terror on Facebook and Instagram, baby. And since it's just us, what's up, my motherfucker? It's just us. I don't know. I received a message from the the ghoul who says he's, if it says I'm muted, that's on your end. I'm not in the site. I have no idea what the fuck that means. Um. Maybe he got a new setup like the Dean. I mean, <laughs> we're on the air and recording, so he, he's obviously in. I just don't know what his technical issue is. That, that's concerning, <laughs> as always, because it says he is here. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, anyway, yeah, so we're going to be joined by the yeah. demonic dean uh, pretty soon, and uh, okay. he'll be doing his uh, – and obviously horror news. Uh, while we fill up the dead air, uh, you have anything you wanted to bring up, Monkey? Uh, yeah, actually, I wanted to talk to you real quick because uh, the Diva and I this weekend finally got to check out Renfield. And it's just, we had a really good time with it. I Like, I, it was just the right amount of cage, I thought, you know, for the movie. It wasn't too overwhelming. It wasn't too underwhelming. It was just the right amount for him to just pop in every once in a while and be like, yeah, I'm still here, motherfuckers. And I hear I'm going to sit there and throw some blood all over the fucking screen while I'm here, go away for a little bit, you know. And the diva really enjoyed all of the little nods that they kept putting to the old school universal movies, you know, that were in there. Even when it finally ended and, you, you know, it's going through the credits and it just ends with Renfield, old school Dracula font. You know, right there on the screen, and she like the diva's like, "Oh fuck yeah!" <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty so, awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I really enjoyed it too. I thought it was fun, and I thought that there was just enough Nicolas Cage in the movie to make it fun. Like, it wasn't his movie; it was Renfield's movie. So you get just enough uh, Dracula, 
where it's not fucking a Nicolas Cage movie. I think that's where they excelled with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I liked how they opened the movie with, you know, t- doing a super, super quick telling through time. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed how they, you know, quickly but very thoroughly and effectively brought us to modern day times in the movie. You know, so <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. Um, but we, I believe we are joined by the Demonic Dean himself. Are you here, Dean? You are correct. Yeah, Hello, welcome back you to the show. Correct. Oh, thank you for the, the warm welcome. Uh, very Great much. Great to have you back. Thank you so much. Always very much. Good. So, I don't Glad know what's happening at the Google at the moment, so we have us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, uh, <laughs> there are four people in the... Um, Nobody's muted, Google. Yeah. yeah, nobody's muted. Everybody's red, meaning that they're live. Mics are live. So I'm not sure why you can hear us. Again, always professional. <laughs> I mean, he he says he can hear us, but he can't say anything. Maybe it's something with his mic. I have no idea. <laughs> we always keep it professional, always classy. <laughs> I'm talking to um, Wow. So hopefully, uh, but if he hangs up, it'll disconnect us. So... <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. How about that? Right. Oh, no. boy. Hey! hey, 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 hey there we go. Hello. 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 What happened? Did you figure it out? I don't know. I hit buttons, bro. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe the mic was muted. Who knows? That's that, I've done that sometimes. You know, where I'm, I'm muted. I don't even realize I'm muted until somebody tells me. So either way, he's here. The demonic scene is here. Ghoul is here. Uh, Ghoul, uh, before we get into horror news, uh, what, I wanted to get your thoughts on Fast 10. You know, a little bit about that, because we both saw it this weekend. Uh, you know, talk a little about the first part of the final entry into the series. Oh, yeah, you know, the whole beginning of the end and, and, and all of that fun stuff. Um, listen, it was a... Uh, it is a Fast and Furious movie. It is exactly what the Fast and Furious films have become since, you know, since about the fourth film, really. Um, I guess, yeah, a lot of people feel like that that point really was the, the fifth movie. Um, I, I think we saw just as many absurd things start happening by four. But, yeah, five is kind of where it really jumps the shark, which, interestingly mm-hmm. enough, is where this one kind of uh, takes a good portion of its story. Uh, that being said... What, they drive into a shark? Jason, yes, they drive <laughs> into a shark. Uh, Jason Momoa mm-hmm. fucking absolutely steals the show. The guy owns the fucking screen. Every second that he is on it, you just want to see him again. And you know what, man? I've said it plenty of times. The Fast and the Furious franchise lives in its own universe now. So for people like Michelle Rodriguez, they want to complain about movies like the Marvel films. Like, listen, these movies are existing in their own little realm similar to the Marvel universe. Physics, all that shit don't apply anymore. But like I've always said about comic book movies, if you make your villain interesting, it will make your movie so much better. And Jason Momoa just simply proves that fucking point. Because like I said, he owns this fucking film from top to bottom. Mesmerizing. Fantastic. Fucking love it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, if you watch Fast 9, you watch a Fiero go into space. So what the fuck are you going to expect from Fast 10? Like, just, you know, tamper expectations. It's a fun, 
action Mars. movie with racing. Yeah, and and it's just Jason Momoa. He could go from menacing to fucking hilarious in like a second. Like I love him as the villain Dante in this movie. Like he was hilarious. He was menacing. He was everything that you could possibly want. And I'm glad we didn't get too much of him. Like you know, when you have too much of a good thing, it can kind of ruin it. But they gave you just enough where you couldn't wait to see where he's going to pop up next and see what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. So, yeah, that's the. I thought it was actually the end. Then I found out that it's actually like the first part. So the second <laughs> part's going to come out in 2025. Yeah, so I mean they don't have anything moment. definitive yet. That's that's what they're hoping. But remember, we do have a writer strike at the moment too. But uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I think originally it was supposed to be a two-part finale. Uh, but then due to you know, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't already seen the spoilers, so I'm not going to say it, but there is a, a no. post, well, a, mid, a mid-credit scene that uh, kind of accompanies something else, which now makes this thing, it's going to be a three-part finale, essentially, is what it, what it comes three. down to. Okay. Three. Oh, three, indeed. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's going to be someone, a uh, Can someone... Um, Either text me or, or or put in our group chat um, what the secret surprise uh, cameos that I read about were because it just said there were secret surprise cameos and um, you know I don't care for it to be spoiled because I don't watch these movies um, but I'm just curious as to what those were. Optimus yeah, Prime. Yeah, it was crazy. It was Optimus Prime, and they had to do the movie and they went back in time. Couldn't believe it. It's true. Like, they had the DeLorean there. They went back in time to the 80s for some reason. Like, it was just, it was wild. Well, I, I don't well, think anything because I just saw one of the leaders of the franchise say that in future uh, franchise films that time travel is off the table. True. Well, it shouldn't be. Not when you put a DeLorean in your movie. You're just teasing me too much. <laughs> like, I need time travel. Marty like, let's McFly. Go let's go into the future. <laughs> yeah. George. Well, Dom, am I really part of your family? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what was it? The traditional D, was it the traditional DMC or was it the um, new no, it's EV? It's oh, the, it's the new, it's EV? The new DeLorean. Yeah. Like oh, okay. It looks like ass. Like, I was like, why would anybody want to drive that? It's just matte white and there's just nothing to it. I'm like, the the old one was better. This new one, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess you could drive it. I mean, I would rather drive, you know, Dom's Charger. Because that thing can fucking survive anything. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Except the train. Realistically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they keep, re- they keep rebuilding it, man. Blink and you miss it, too. Like the, new, like the uh, fucking the Delta 88. <laughs> yes, yes. Fucking, that survived time travel, too. But, yeah, not a blink and you miss it. Obviously, the cars are... The cars are supposed to be the fucking, you know, the, the crux of the show here. You know, there's the, the new Charger uh, shows up for like a quick second right in front of their house, which is the, uh, the new EV model coming out for that as well. So it's uh, going back to its coupe style. And, uh, and, yeah, all electric, man, all the time. Bye-bye, V8s. Glad I got mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's not electrical. But, yeah, no, it's... The the car is usually the showcase in this movie, but I think at this point in ten, you're just looking to see what action's going to happen. You know, like even even Jacob had that fucking cool ass car at the end. I'm like, it just defies logic, his car, but it exists, <laughs> and you just you like it. 
<laughs> there's no way this thing is existing in the reality that we're in. But no, we're in fast reality, so anything That's, is possible. Yeah, exactly. And again, this is the same reality as Hobbs and Shaw, in which we have, you know, fucking Idris Elba walking around basically as a superhuman. So, and we know from past <laughs> yeah. time that, you know, Vin Diesel, you know, Dom is also superhuman. Because at some point in that movie, he grabs a bunch of chains while they're fucking climbing out of like a sewer pipe <laughs> yeah. and pulls the entire mm-hmm. fucking ceiling down all by his lonesome <laughs> and survives. <laughs> yeah. Was that Little Vin Diesel or was that Big Vin Diesel? Like we had Big Rock and Little Rock. Oh. <laughs> little Rock, Big Rock, <laughs> Little Diesel, Big Diesel. I just love that somebody oh, just... else saw that, man. Because I thought it was so funny when I was watching it because I never noticed that until that moment. So, so the fact that other people seeing it is just like nice. Good deal. Yeah. Then when you shared the video last night in the group chat, I was fucking dying. I was like, why is he fucking gigantic? And he looks huge. And all of a sudden, he's like fucking tiny. I'm like, God, because you got to love stages. Egos, egos, yeah, egos. Right. They were like, listen, at no point can this man be bigger than me. I am Vin Diesel. I am the star of this show. I don't care if in reality The Rock is like almost a foot taller than me and 100 plus pounds heavier than me and all muscle. I could still kick his ass because I'm Vin fucking Diesel, baby. He lives for this shit. <laughs> Man, I, I would love to be on the set of one of those movies with The Rock and fucking Vin Diesel. Just two beefy bald guys just fucking constantly hating on each other. Be great. <laughs> just want to be there just for one day. No, I get to be the big rock. No, I get to be Big Diesel. <laughs> Can you both be big people? No. I want to be the big He's not saying <laughs> yeah. I don't like when I'm a little spoon rock. Yeah, but who's been the people's champion for decades? You. That's right. <laughs> so what were it they? It doesn't so matter what were if there... you're the little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, was there stuff where they actually didn't get along on set? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just yeah, yeah. Because I was looking it up when the so, so the yeah, rumors go. Just, yeah. Two big dudes with oh, two big okay. egos can't get along. <laughs> That's why they had to bring in John Cena for nine, because he's like, guys, guys, I'm kind of big too, right? <laughs> so, nothing to worry about. <laughs> What's bringing another big guy? And I have hair. Well, mostly, if you just don't look at the back. Kind of. But, yeah. <laughs> if you just don't I focus really on the back, I got a ton of great hair. Those gotta be like yeah. all like extensions and shit like that, man. Because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's like it's unnatural looking. It doesn't look anything like <laughs> his hair looked like when he was younger. You know what I mean? So like the fact that mm-hmm. you're you're in your mid forties now and suddenly you have this fucking coif of hair, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that pompadour oh, yeah, yeah, he, that he's he, had. Yeah, he, he 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 has definitely admitted <laughs> that he is definitely taking some kind of medication for that now. <laughs> Yeah, he said, it, he said it to Austin Theory when they were doing a shoot. <laughs> He's like, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm afraid to admit it. You know, he took off his hat and showed the back of his head, and he's like, see, there's hair there now. <laughs> Not long. It's like Austin yeah, Theory so. should be admitting to that fucking steroid use, because that motherfucker, like, tripled in size in, like, in two months. Huge. That man got... Dude, I don't know where the fuck his neck went. He got smooth. Like, yo, come on. You were like, you know, you were cut, but like a thin-bodied wrestler with a, a, a nice cut physique. Now all of a sudden you're fucking monstrous, looking like you're fucking, you know, Brock Lesnar's little brother. Looking at you, Triple H. Back during that era. 
when it's like, I remember the 90s Triple H versus the 2000s Triple H, when all of a sudden his muscles oh, were bigger like than his entire body. <laughs> well, shit, well, yeah, shit man, even Vince, <laughs> even Vince was popping, man. <laughs> Everybody oh, was popping. <laughs> yeah. Well, Vince is the thing Yes. Yeah, he has no shame. Like, he's he glad. But, yeah, so check out Fast X. I guess there's going to be two more. Maybe there's going to be another spinoff. Who knows? But it's a lot of fun. And there's actually some horror elements in Fast X, which I really appreciated. Like, oh, there's a little bit of horror in this movie. I kind of dig it. <laughs> One particular scene with Dante. And the ghoul knows what scene that is, I'm sure. Where I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> I was like, I like this. But, um, the Matty Patty. Oh, and just make sure you drink your mojitos. I'll be back. <laughs> oh, my favorite scene in the movie. Um, but with that being said, Dean, you're back. I know you have some horror news, so what are you talking about? Hmm, let us see. Uh, the summer season is kicking off, and although this event is not going to be taking place until October, uh, to kick off the summer season, it's been announced that Joe Bob Briggs' third annual drive-in jamboree will be taking place at the West Wind Las Vegas drive through uh, from October 6th to October 8th, this will be featuring uh, a sleepaway camp movie marathon, amongst others, sleepovers, barbecue, uh, celebrity guests, vendors, live music, and more. Uh, Single-day tickets are $55, and a whole weekend pass is $165. So if you're feeling like a weekend uh, festival in Vegas, uh, there is the information that might be important for you to have. Sounds like fun. If you're a fan of Joe, go ahead. I won't be there. Mm. All right. So what else are we talking about? Uh, There was a surprise hit uh, financially. Um, I have not seen it myself. Uh, A horror-themed take on the children's story, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was was made on a budget of less than $100,000 and uh, globally, thus far, has made over $6 million, and it's been announced that a sequel is officially a go. Uh, Premier Entertainment has secured multiple international distribution deals, and they have been supplied a substantially larger budget for the sequel. Mm, it was damn good. Man. Winnie the Pooh, too blood, too honey. That's got to be the title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not the sequel. <laughs> so, was the first one? Have, has have any? Uh, some, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing King that you have, but uh, yes. Monkey uh, Ghoul, have have you seen? I have Blood not. Honey, no. I have it downloaded. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I'm <laughs> <Kevin Not> <laughs> <laughs> like me, just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm the only fucking loser who watches these movies when they come out. Just because I have nothing better to do than fill my time with Harmony. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a ton of blood, a ton of hits. Like, I haven't, like, uh, like, haven't looked for it, really, but, you know, like, I guess if I found it somewhere, I probably would have watched it just out of interest. Yeah, I think it's available on digital now. I mean, you know, um, I can't remember how I found it. But, yeah, no, I think I found but not just streaming yet. Just, just, like, rent or buy. No. It's not, like, on any of the, uh, the yeah. streaming services yet. 
Okay. You know, I remember yeah, I wait. it. It was like two ninety nine. So yeah, it'll be on digital yeah, soon enough, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm not even spending that for it, bro. I did. I'm a sucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was actually good. Um, but all right, the sequel's on the way. I'm looking forward to it. All right, so what's next, Steve? Yes. Um, in the yes. world of video games, uh, and this is, I guess, uh, loosely related to the, the Runfield talk from earlier, but uh, the Dead by Daylight uh, multiplayer horror-themed video game that has 50 million players worldwide just passed its seventh anniversary, uh, and they're still creating and putting out new contact, uh, content, uh, and they have announced that they are going to have a playable Nicolas Cage character uh, that will be available to use in the game. Uh, over the years, uh, Dead by Daylight has featured other uh, notable characters from the world of horror, including versions of Michael Myers, Leatherface, Ghostface, um, Pinhead, uh, Freddy Krueger, Jigsaw, as well as um, Laurie Strode, Ash, um, and Nancy and Steve from Stranger Things. Uh, but now Nicolas Cage uh, is entering the fray. And I, I don't, I'm, I'm not familiar with this game, but apparently it's a, a like a one-on-five like survival game where someone is the killer and five characters are trying to escape, something like that. Uh, but anyway, yeah. um, Nicolas Cage, playable Nicolas Cage. How exciting. Wow. That, that is exciting. You know, you get the rage of Cage. You know, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Battling monsters with Nick Cage. Hopefully he voices his own just, character. It's just so exciting. <laughs> Anything with Nick Cage is exciting to me, man. <laughs> you know, I'm all about Cage. So that's awesome. And I can't wait to see the playthroughs because I do not have a gaming system. So I'll just revert to YouTube and check it out when it hits there. I don't have time for games, but I have time for movies. Go figure. <laughs> King has no time. No time for games. Priorities, no man. Priorities. No time for love. No time for love, Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yep, sorry. I'm just watching too many damn movies. You know, I'm trying to catch up on my 2023 watch list. I just scored like three or four Dr. more. Dr. Jones, weekend. doll. <laughs> Is that the Dial of Destiny? That's coming out soon. I think, what, next month or July? Yeah, July, I think. Yeah, I'll be there. Apparently, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. we've got a standing list. Oh, man. We got, your fa- <laughs> we got your favorite movie coming, King. We got The Little Mermaid coming this week. So I know, I know you're there Marie's for that. That's Yep, I might have to take uh, Marie to see that because she's a huge Little Mermaid fan. So You're going to see a Disney I, flick, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen the original, so I don't know. You're going to be a part of nothing about the movie. Yeah, I, I guess, <laughs> I, all I know is that well, he, he, it involves a Well, he just wants to be where the people are, Ghoul. <laughs> yeah. Well, See, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't get these references. Don't get them. Don't get them. Don't understand them. But, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's about a mermaid, and, and she wants to fuck a dude. I think that's about all I gleaned from the trailer. Because I just watched a lot of action. Yeah. Kiss a girl. La, 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 no, I mean, la, I guess la, you could kiss la, her. La, da, 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 da. You got to kiss the girl. Sure, I mean, why not? I mean, if you're going to kiss anybody, kiss a girl. La, 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 my Yeah, I'm sure whoa, Marie, whoa. who listens, is probably singing along at home. I'm not. <laughs> I told her, I was like, I still haven't seen the uh, the cartoon yet. And she's like, oh, my God, it's amazing. I'm sure it is. 
sure. I'm just going to have a, a ball, you know, like I did sing the Lion King. Uh, ask, asking the king to have a childhood. Oh, it's so fucking horrible. <laughs> I had a childhood. It was just incredibly <laughs> fucked up and disturbing. So there, all right? <laughs> I didn't have the right? I was too busy watching RoboCop and fucking Friday 13th. I wasn't, I wasn't watching Disney movies. <laughs> that kind of just soared past the radar. <laughs> seeing all these movies. People are like, you've never seen Aladdin, bro? I'm like, no. Why the fuck would I have oh, that one was my movies? shit. That was my shit, man. <laughs> all right. Well, Good you have your shit. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll never know. Because <clears throat> I don't watch those movies. Um, but, Dean, what else are we talking about? I will tell you, King, what we're talking about. Uh, on my last appearance on this program, I talked about <laughs> Two how months ago. Sigourney Weaver uh, stated that uh, the time uh, the time has come where it's off the table uh, for her to suit up uh, as Ripley once again, that she has Ripley. put in her time and space. Uh, that's what I had talked about, and what I'm here to talk about yeah. this time with some Sigourney Weaver um, information is that she said that uh, she has not been asked to return uh, to reprise her character of Dana Barrett for the upcoming Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel that's due uh, this December. Uh, so um, I don't know if that is surprising to anybody or not, but uh, since she was no. only talking about uh, Ripley... Uh, she has now said that, um, you know, it doesn't look like she's going to be uh, well, we know appearing in the is. Ghostbusters franchise. We know why that is. There is no Tanner, only what? Zool. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they signed her to that play Zool, but not Dana. <laughs> there you maybe. go. <laughs> that could be it. I, yeah, I mean, or, she was... Yeah. Or she could be mother mm-hmm. uh, to whatever his name was. Hunton Koenig. Oh, fuck, I forget the bad guy's name in the Oscar? second one. Yes, Oscar. Oh. <laughs> no, is, is it Oscar yeah, the baby? Yeah, Oscar's the baby. Yeah. Or, oh, and you're talking about uh, Vigo the Carpathian. Yes, I'm talking about Vigo the Carpathian. There we go. We got there. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking you were talking about Janusz. The guy that was in there now. <laughs> But she was unnecessary yeah, of course, in Ghostbusters Afterlife, so, <laughs> so who cares? Like, she, she had a fucking post-credit scene. That's it. So, yeah, but if you're bringing Bankman back, you know. Well, I mean, you know, I guess. I mean, she's uh, she doesn't really add anything. She never did. Like, in part two, she didn't really add much. Just in the third act, she was kind of useful as to being, you know, the foil. Mother you know, to the end of the world. <laughs> Lover to you, mother to me. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it's a, I like fucking Ghostbusters, too. I don't know why it still gets hate. It's such a fun it's movie. It's not a good movie. It is a good movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a fantastic movie. The Statue of Liberty fucking moves. Like, you get that fantastic fucking movie. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Oh. I don't know. I was trying to get that theater. She's a hover. I, I, I just remember kind of being, like, lukewarm on it, but... It's been a while since I've seen it, so I, I watch the first one like regularly. You know, that's one that I'll put on. Oh yeah, yeah. It's delightful. And love and love <laughs> all the time. The first movie's fucking phenomenal. Mm. Part two just has its charm. It was obviously in the kids. Yes, I'm sorry. 
the first one. I'm just saying the first film is delightful. It's fantastic. And the second one, obviously, is aimed at kids because the cartoon was out at the time. But it still has a lot of fun. You know? The car is cool. The uniforms are cool. You get more Winston. I love the fact that he manages to skate out of that fucking trial because he's like, hey, man, I wasn't even there. I don't even know these guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're on trial for that slime. I'm just sitting here in the audience. <laughs> and he wasn't even in the audience. He didn't even show up for their fucking trial. I loved it. He's like, good luck, guys. I'll be over here. You guys fucked up. I just I love the fact that he wasn't even there. He's like, I'm too busy building a real estate fucking enterprise. It's going to pop up in another movie. <laughs> it's just it, it's worth a rewatch. It's, it's, a, it's a fun, like, Sunday movie to put on when there's nothing else on, but... All right, so what else are we talking about, dude? I'm going to tell you. Uh, one of my... Uh, well, actually, no, I'm going to save that one for a bit. Um, uh, I should have gone into this one uh, before um, or after Dead by Daylight, but in the realm of video games, uh, this September, uh, September 19th to be precise, uh, there is going to be a new Mortal Kombat uh, unleashed to the world, but it's not that there's a Mortal Kombat game that I want to talk about. It's the fact that uh, available at launch, uh, I guess people have been wanting this because the term used was finally, uh, but available at launch, there is going to be a Jean-Claude Van Damme skin uh, to be used when using the character of Johnny Cage. Oh, shit! (laughs) That is awesome! (laughs) They can't make him look like Guile from Street Fighter? That's disappointing. No, different <laughs> franchise. <laughs> yeah. You can play as Guile in Mortal Kombat. It makes no sense, but no. That's cool. Get that skin of a Jean-Claude Van Damme. And did you hear that they are planning on casting Carl Urban as Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat 2? Oh, man, yeah. Over. Yeah, I, I just... Don't see him playing fucking Johnny no. Cage. Just, At it's all. just Don't yeah, n- yeah, it's, yeah. I'm just, I just can't picture it. You know what? Man? <laughs> I, I, I would have said that about so many things with Carl Urban, except here's the thing: every time I've said or thought that about Carl Urban, and then I go and watch Carl Urban do whatever it is that Carl Urban does with that character, I end up fucking loving it. So you know, like Judge Red, him as Johnny yeah. Cage. I, I feel like, you know what, he, he wouldn't have taken the role if it's not something he figured he could actually do something fun with. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I just, you know, I do like Carl Urban. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great actor. I've seen him in a ton of good movies. But just seeing him as Johnny Cage, I'm going to have to temper my expectations and just see what he does with the character. I was really hoping for The Miz. I was like, come on, fingers crossed. He is fucking Johnny Cage. But no, didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, but he can't. Right. Yeah. It's still... You know, but at the same time, it's 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 not like we really have a you know masterful piece to work from anyway, because the first movie was a total nope. piece of shit. So, oh, you know, ooh, if anything, yeah. yeah. So if anything, you know, whatever, you know, they they can't make it any worse. <laughs> well, you mean you mean you mean the Mortal Kombat movie with Steven No Name as the main character, who what's his superpower? I get my ass kicked. So, okay. <laughs> yep, that one. <laughs> Somebody asked you. <him. laughs> Is that Christopher Lambert? <laughs> oh man. No, no. If only, 
It's not if, me. If only. I should have been there. I would have been a better Raiden than anybody else. <laughs> I am Raiden. Yes, you are, Christopher Lambert. Oh, it's James Remar. It's James Remar. Look, he showed up, too. That's what we should do. We should get a multiverse movie going, okay? We'll have fucking Christopher Lambert, James Remar. We're all good to go. I'm Raiden. I'm Raiden. No. Oh. No, No, I am Raiden. No, I am Raiden. Why are you guys all pointing at each other? It's weird. Uh, I <laughs> 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 All right, so moving on, what else are we talking about, Dean? Hmm. So, hmm. going back hmm. to before hmm. the 20th century hmm. Disney murder, <laughs> uh, it's come out that 10 episodes of an anime series of Alien versus Predator was fully produced, completed, and in the can, and it has now been sitting on the shelves uh, for years. Uh, this Again, this was uh, completed before the 20th Century Fox Disney merger. Uh, the producer of that series, uh, who forever has been baffled as to why this has not seen uh, any release, even just put on to Disney Plus or Hulu, especially... Uh, given the hands, that's where the franchise lies and the success of Predator Prey, uh, he says that uh, he knows that the people that are in charge of the Alien and Predator franchise are, and I quote, very aware of its existence, uh, yet it still has not seen the light of day. That's weird as shit, man. Maybe it's just not good. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's probably crap. I don't have. I don't. Uh, the, I don't think the, that's the excuse. They they put up those shitty anime Godzilla movies. <laughs> People like those though. They're popular. Well, I don't know about the. Those, so. Who put up the shitty anime Godzilla movies? <laughs> I'm but, saying that they released them, you know. Like Shin Godzilla? Disney? Oh, Shins. No, 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 not Disney. Uh, I think they're all available on Netflix, though. But there's like uh, four anime Godzilla movies in there. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> they're not cool. Well, that's what I was see again, though. Disney is the one in charge of the Alien and, and, and Predator franchise at this point. So if that cartoon is garbage... You know, they may not be willing to fuck with the franchise to give it a bad taste. Hulu's Prey was fairly successful. So they may want to look yeah, sure. at doing something a little more serious and not and not enter the, the cartoon foray with, with these characters, you know? Like, why are we going to make it childish if we actually have an adult-based franchise on our hands? Oh, okay. I got what you're saying. Yeah, but who knows? It'll be childish. While it's not stated anywhere, it's rumored uh, that this anime series was directed by uh, Shinji Aramaki, uh, who was the director of the Starship Troopers animated series, amongst other things. Oh, that explains it right there. <laughs> that, that, yeah. that, 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 that answers your question, Google. Yeah, it was definitely shit thing. <laughs> oh no! I, I, remember, I remember the Starship Troopers cartoon, and yeah, it was fucking hard. Yep, Saturday mornings. Oh man, it was so bad. 
<laughs> I'd rather I'd rather watch Hero of the Federation. Than... Wow. Yep. Yep. That says a lot. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that is a fuck. That is a fucking. That is a fucking rough watch, my friends. That is a really rough watch. <laughs> Take your word for it. All right, Dean. What else are we talking about? Unpredictably. Uh, the Meg 2 has been given a PG-13 rating. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know. Trevor looks fun. It's got everything. Look, <laughs> you know what? We ha- I, had the tra- <laughs> I had the trailer for Fast X. You know, so seeing it on the big screen kind of just made that whole entire thing all the more fun. You know, the trailer opens yep. up, and it's fucking... You know, it's Jurassic Park, dinosaurs roaming yeah. around, and they're talking about how fucking dinosaurs are like the apex predator, and then all of a sudden this giant shark jumps out of the fucking ocean, lands on the beach, and just starts <laughs> eating the T-Rex. You know, and I mean, it yep. like what? dwarfs the fucking T-Rex. Yep. It's not it's like awesome. it's like a, a, <laughs> yeah. a big shark and a big T-Rex. The fucking shark is so much bigger than the T-Rex that it's like absurd. So like as it's cutting from sequence to sequence throughout this movie... It's like, yeah, you know what? They took the fucking wheels off. They're like, guys, there ain't going to be nothing <laughs> fucking serious about this. Understand that you are nope. about to watch a very silly film and like it. You know, so, so fucking I, I will be there when that releases in theaters because that's going to be a fucking yep, good I will also be. <clears throat> yeah, I can't wait for that. Seeing Jason Statham fucking kick a megalodon in the face. I was like, oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> 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 uh, bro, I just bro, laying with a fucking dock fucking... kicking you in the face. <laughs> Dude, he's on a jet ski. He's surfing on a jet ski, jumping yep. off of it, and throwing like a spear at a fucking shark. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's like that's not the greatest thing you'll see. Like, I, can't... <laughs> I fucking <laughs> I love it. Oh, I, I was so excited when that show were played during Fast X. Like, yes. <laughs> Seeing it on the biggest screen, I thought, I'm going to be there when it comes out. Like, you have to. It's absurd. Like, I love, I like when movies get shows like that. Like Sharknado last week. <laughs> These fucking movies are good. <laughs> Can't lie. <laughs> They're just, you know, no nonsense. They just pull no punches without stupid. Yeah, they you are, know. They're fine. Like I was saying to you guys, mm-hmm. like, funny enough, like, I went and started watching the first Sharknado again, like, after <laughs> after all the show and everything. And I was like, you know what, let me put the original yeah. on, because I hadn't seen it in so long. You know, I forgot that they actually did take that movie kind of serious. Like, it was not anywhere near as absurd yeah. as it gets by the fourth film. And it's also really not that, okay, I don't want to say it's not bad. Because, again, they obviously made it <laughs> with the knowledge of knowing what they're making is a silly film about fucking sharks getting caught up in a tornado and there's some absurd stuff that occurs in it but it really is it's it's actually it had some money behind it and like you can see the production quality is is way different so like i I forgot that that movie actually is decent wow yeah i I still have it on my list to watch so i want to watch them all at some point you know get all the sharknadoes in you know sci-fi hasn't run a marathon in a while i'm kind of waiting for them to put on a marathon of sharknado movies Usually that's like a Saturday afternoon. They have no other programming, you know, so they'll put that on. But they were running Final Destination last week, so I was like, oh, I'm watching. We're just going to need to find you the Sharknado box set. <laughs> it has to come, like, shaped like a shark. <laughs> if it doesn't, that's a missed opportunity. That would be like a little twister with a shark in it. And there's all the discs. <laughs> oh, my box, my box is like a shark fin. 
Oh, LL Cool J. <laughs> oh, fucking LL. <laughs> My hat is like a shark fin. That fucking happened. <laughs> I remember talking about somebody with that song, and I'm like, oh, he's saying, like, my head is like a shark fin because he's, like, in the water. So, no, he's saying his hat is like a shark fin. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and just getting that visual of a fucking hat fucking, you know, flying in the water. But he's had that he's had that line forever, man. You listen to his uh, old fucking song, I'm Bad, that, that line's in there. From his first album, yeah. So my head is like a shark he's had, but yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so he's had that line forever. It wasn't just for that movie. <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh, I'm in this movie. I know exactly what I'm going to say in this song." <laughs> and you didn't add it to your playlist the other day when you were putting up those uh, posts on Facebook. You could have put that up there. Moving a nice banger. <laughs> my head is like a shark thing. Also, you yeah, didn't know that the Fat Boys did a rap video of Freddy, so. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, back at, yeah, earlier this week when I was in there putting up a playlist for break, old school breakdance music, I was sitting there trying to get the Dean into it, you know, because we all know how much he loves the fucking glow. I was waiting for him to throw something like that up there. Put <laughs> some turbo and ozone. <laughs> he contributed. <laughs> I contributed, you know, got to see Freddy rap. Like, oh, the 80s. What a great time. <laughs> but, all right, Dean, what else are we talking about? Let's see. Please. If you are a fan of Gunnar Hansen, uh, it is believed that in October you will be able to have the opportunity to take in the upcoming documentary Dinner with Leatherface, which will cover the life and career of Gunnar Hansen uh, and shed light on aspects of his life that are not known by the wider uh, fan base, including the fact that he was a writer, a poet, photographer, uh, and a documentary filmmaker in addition to being an actor. Uh, this documentary will, features, uh, will feature interviews with fellow cast members as well as never-before-seen behind-the-scenes footage from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, as well as many photographs from Gunnar Hansen's own personal collection. Awesome. Hmm. Look at that one, checking it out. I got to meet the guy many, many, many moons ago. He was not happy with me. Yes. I didn't buy an autograph, only a picture. The ghoul and I got to meet him, too. He signed my picture, and he signed it, you're next. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. So, so frightening. <laughs> And if I remember right, I yeah. told him that he scared the shit out of me as a kid, and he said, Good. that's what I was supposed to do. <laughs> yep. Yep. Now buy it's something and get face. the fuck out of my line. No, he was quite nice, actually. I mean, most, most everybody that we met at that chiller theater was really nice. This is very true. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he was very nice. I just that was back during the time when you could just take a picture of one of them and just not have to pay for an autograph. It was a great time, and uh, yeah, I didn't buy anything, but uh, I wish I did. In retrospect, I wish I had gotten that autograph. I paid. I, got a picture, I paid so. for the the eight by ten on that one to get the uh, the autograph. Well, that's cool. But you know, that's cool that you got the autograph. And I, like I said, I missed out on that opportunity. Wish I had gone back and, and gotten it. But yeah, very nice guy. Probably the best weather face that we're ever going to have. Arahe Mahalov was good in part three, but I think, you know, Gunnar Hansen, you can't beat that. So, looking forward to 
dinner with Weatherface when it comes out later this year. But, all right, what else is next? Uh, right here on this show, uh, the past several episodes have featured uh, properties to uh, to be viewed on the bloody disgusting uh, Screenbox uh, sh- uh, streaming service. And just uh, the other night on May 21st, live on Shudder, uh, was the Fangoria Awards, and mm-hmm. Greenbrox Properties uh, took home five different awards that night. Uh, Screenbox making waves in the industry. They took home the award for Best Limited Release Movie of 2022 with Terrifier 2, uh, which also won for Best, best Makeup Effects, uh, the Best Kill, uh, being the bedroom killing of a character named Ali, um, and it also uh, took home the best documentary feature for their property, uh, Pennywise, the story of it uh, documentary. So uh, Screenbox, who seems to have kind of come out of nowhere recently, um, making some headway in the realm, the realm of the horror streamers. Ooh, there you go. You're cleaning up. You're making a name for themselves. Uh, I know, I think, uh, Ghoul and Dean, you have Screenbox. I don't have Screenbox. I just have Shutter. But I heard a lot of good things about Screenbox. Like I said, um, I spent some time when, uh, you know, looking through, looking around on the website. And like I said, all you have to do is type in the words, The King Loves Dawn 2004. Um, but sure. I spent some <laughs> time, uh, you know, scanning the library, looking through the different categories and, you know, I feel like as far as their library is concerned, they definitely have a long way to go uh, as far as quality of their content. They're certainly, um, you know, I've definitely added um, several things to, to the watch list. There are definitely, uh, there are definitely some things there that are, are worth checking out, uh, you know, but, but they, but they have a, they have a long way to go. And I, and I feel that is uh, the reason that they have such a, a low uh, introductory year rate. Cool. I think you said it was something like I don't know, like thirty dollars for the year or something like that. So uh, it is yeah, an inexpensive. Twenty six bucks, man. Twenty six for the year. So that's like two. That's like two two bucks in change a month. Uh, like that is, um, you know, I think a a, a fair investment uh, for what their library is right now. But you know, <laughs> it's, it's certainly worth taking a look and seeing what's on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, check it out. Oh, I'm enjoying it. You know, again, it's, uh, yeah, uh, I, the few times that I've used it, it's like, okay, yeah, it's, it's, I don't go to it very often, though, you know what I mean? So, like, that, that's kind of the problem. But it's also not like I'm going on fucking Shutter. I mean, I, I do use Shutter more regularly, or I'll browse Shutter more regularly than I will do Screenbox. But I'd say I'm probably equally checking, you know, them out for the most part. No, most of my time spent not really watching TV. Yeah, well, I you know I'm always on Shutter. I'm always finding something new. Um, that's why I love it so much. That's why I'm glad to pay for it, just because they always have something cool. A lot of Shutter originals, a lot of Italian like horror movies. Uh, so I'm always browsing their library. I was just checking out earlier, and I was adding things to my list to watch. I'm like, oh, because I just had so much time. So, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's well worth it. Screenbox might be as well. Um, I just like having the one service to pay for, but uh, pretty cool if they cleaned up. And I know Mia Goth also won at the uh, Chainsaw Awards because of her role in Pearl and, and X. So I'm looking forward to Maxine when it comes out. 
I know they've released some set pictures from that. So I'm trying to avoid them because I kind of want to go in fresh, but I just can't wait for the third part of the X trilogy. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun. But anyway, Dean, what else are we talking about? Later, well, the, actually, the release date uh, has yet uh, to be determined. And uh, this is one uh, that I happen to be particularly interested uh, in in checking out because this is one of those uh, early uh, genre cementers for me. And I know that we have covered it on Talking Terror. Um, and uh, it's not just because there's the whole 4K restoration because, like I've said numerous times, I don't like to just say, oh, this is coming out in 4K because that would be an endless yeah. announcement of titles. And it's not really new, you know what I mean? But anyway, uh, there is going to be a 4K restoration of the 1980s film starring Rutger Hauer and C. Thomas Howell, The Hitcher. Uh, it's a personal favorite of mine, but what stood out to me about this piece of information, uh, and I don't recall seeing this news, uh, but just around a year and a half ago, uh, after it had been missing for, for an undetermined length of time, the very original camera negative was located, uh, which has allowed uh, for this, four, this full 4K restoration to take place. Uh, the original director, Robert Harmon, uh, says that he has been truly blown away by what he has seen done so far. And he also says that this movie has absolutely no business looking mm -hmm. as good as it does, considering how ancient the elements are. So uh, hopefully this will be out there uh, later this year. But at this time, a release date um, has not yet been determined. That's a great movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of that movie, so I'd love to check out that cut. You know, I love work prints and seeing, you know, what was excluded and cut. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the 4K restorations, but that might be one to check out. Um, you know, just the, the I, I, um, mm -hmm. I love The Hitcher. Uh, this is yeah. one that I had never even, like, heard of when I saw it. It wasn't like, um, oh, I've heard of this movie, The Hitcher. Um, you know, it came out when I was 10, you know, like I hadn't heard of it, but uh, I had stumbled upon it in, in late night cable perusing, probably in the 1987, 88 range. And there was just something about it that kind of pulled me in and uh, kind of had me captivated in it. And some of the things uh, that happened in there, uh, things that I, my young movie watching person hadn't uh, thus far seen before. So, um, you know, I'm 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 stoked to see um, what they what they do with it as far as this this 4K uh, second sight. Well, like the back of a uh, Volkswagen. Exactly. <laughs> uh, second uh, second sight uh, films uh, is the company that uh, was able to track down the original camera negative, and on their Twitter page uh, they have shared some. Uh, you know, some photos of the working uh, process, including uh, an image of uh, just a scene of Rutger Hauer uh, holding a gun. You, you can't get a sense, of course, of, um, you know, the quality of the image from this photograph that's been posted to Twitter. Uh, but they also, uh, you know, have said that... Um, they're nearing the end of the grading stage and that they will be having a final session uh, with Robert Harmon uh, in the near future. And they said that the, the, um, 
the pre-order date should be announced hopefully sometime in the near future. Then you just have to wait for The Hitcher 2 to get the 4K in 2003. Uh, One of the worst fucking movies (laughs) ever made, man. Um, It's so (laughs) fucking fucking bad. That was with uh, with Jake Jake Busey, right? Uh, Jake Busey. Busey. See Thomas Howell. Um, I don't see Thomas Howell was bad and everything. Uh, And, uh, oh, and uh, what's her name? The one from... uh, uh, the Carol. girl uh, from the one, uh, yes, from uh, 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 King, the one we were talking about a few weeks ago that I had brought up, uh, King of the Ants. Um, yes, yep. Uh, uh, is in that one, too. Um, the it's, history just, it's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth your time. <laughs> I remember back when it was on sci-fi. Like, no, that was terrible. Not the hitcher, you know. And plus, I'm not a big fan of Jake Busey anyway, but uh, not worth checking out. But all right, dude, what else are we talking about? Um, as I look upon my list of uh, items, Jake I believe... Jake Muldoon. Bro, he's Muldoon. He's <laughs> fucking partying at Muldoon's house. <laughs> fucking Palace for Vacuities. Yo, uh, I, I, I was watching... I was watching Jeopardy last night. I went to Texas school. One of the, one of the, one of the characters was Rancho Palace Verdes. <laughs> I was like, oh, party with... <laughs> <laughs> party with the Buffalo Chicks. So anyway, <laughs> um, I saw yeah. So anyway, that 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 was the final thing uh, that I had to talk about on um, <clears throat> on my list this evening. It was a slow slow news week. Yes, yeah, I, you know, as, as far as things that I felt like talking about. As far as things that I felt like talking about. Anyway. Yeah, no, <clears throat> it was very slow. But uh, before we get into the movie, real quick, um, you know, I know uh, there was a post made by the Beverly Cinema that Rick Dalton passed away. So Rick motherfucking Dalton passed away. One of the greatest actors of all time. Got turned down by John Carpenter being the thing, according to Quentin Tarantino. Couldn't happen to a better guy. <laughs> I just love the fact that they're, they're making this fictional character when he passed away. So I wonder if Leonardo DiCaprio attended the funeral. Be nice. Be fitting. But so that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Still one of the best. Um, <laughs> Rick motherfucking Dalton. But, as, long as, so anyway. as long as he didn't let the Mexicans see him cry, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Now he toasted up some hippies. So he contributed to that. Um, but yeah, so let's get into Mover tonight. This is the Monty Beans pick of Tokyo Gore Police 2008, directed by Yoshihiro Nishimura. Uh, so go ahead and give us a synopsis, what you thought, and let's get into the gore. Yes. Uh, a bizarre one here, Tokyo Gore Police from 2008, as the King just said, directed by Yoshihiro Nishimura, uh, and starring Aihi Shina uh, as Ruka, uh, who is a uh, police officer in a Tokyo uh, that is uh, futuristic and uh, is under siege by what are referred to uh, as engineers. Uh, which are uh, mutated humans uh, that develop uh, weapons sprouting out of their body uh, from injuries. Uh, Ruka is a ruthless uh, engineer killer uh, working for uh, the police, which is like a it's now been privatized. It's now it's not a it's not a public police force anymore. Uh, it has been privatized. When Ruka was just a girl, uh, she uh, she witnessed her father, a police officer, murdered on the job. 
So as she uh, contends with having to kill engineers, uh, she also, in the background, is trying to locate those that are responsible for the death of her father. Uh, so there is a loose synopsis of the Tokyo Gore Police. All right. So what did you think about the movie? Uh, I, I like this. I thought this was like a silly, like I love the level of splatter, although like, it wasn't the greatest effects in the world. Uh, but I thought there was a lot of funny stuff here. I felt it was a little long. Um, I felt that it was a little long at 110 minutes. I feel like this easily could have been 90 minutes and, and, and moved. I don't think it was the pacing. It just felt it just felt long. I feel this could have been uh, a much brisker, quicker uh, viewing experience. But I thought this was a fun, wacky, uh, unique take from the Far East. Um, uh, the kind of stuff that I like to see from over there from time to time. Excellent. All right. So, cool. what do you think about Tokyo Gore Police? So, uh, this is one that for a while now, I've, uh, like, you know, every time I, like, catch it, like, I'll see it on, like, Tubi or whatever it was. I think for a little while it might have been on yeah, Shutter. Um, I'm always like, ah, uh, oh, you know, I'm going to watch it. And then I don't, you know. So, so Dean, thank you. Finally, you know, you, uh, you, it forced my hand to finally watch this. Um, oh, you're welcome. You know what? I'm going to just fucking put it right the fuck out there. This very well may be my favorite pick of yours of all time. This movie was fucking fun. I do, I do agree that the length was a little bit long. But you know what? The level of fucking absurdity that occurs in this movie just reaches that, like, you have to laugh at it type of, type of level. This is like RoboCop, except, like, with fucking, like, with just an Asian twist, you know? It's got that Japanese, like, fucking manga fucking feel going on. I mean, there's all kinds of, like, Starship Trooper, like, ads going on in the middle of it and everything. Like, you know, I was waiting for a, want to learn more? You know, do your part. Like, that kind of shit. So, so yeah, this this was silly. This was fun. It was gory. And, and yeah, it was a little bit long. But you know what? For a movie that was made in, like, two weeks, this was a fucking pretty decent flick. Oh, I didn't realize it was made so quickly. Yeah. yeah. Only two, two weeks. weeks, man. That's a quick turnaround. <laughs> All right, Monkey, what'd you think about Tokyo Gore Police? Ah, yeah, if the ghoul wasn't going to pick this, I mean, sorry, if the dean wasn't going to pick this, I was going to pick this. This is actually going to be my next pick. That's um, <laughs> just because I saw the trailer for it and everything that the ghoul said about, uh, because in the trailer you have the, the commercials and all that kind of stuff. So you have all this quirky shit going on in the trailer. I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I have to fucking watch this movie. Oh, man. Um... Yeah, and I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, aside from the definite nods to, like, I Am Legend and the evolution of the human race and all that kind of stuff going on, this is, like, while I enjoyed all the quirkiness that was going on and the, you know, cheesy, very, you know, big nods to screaming Mad George on the effects, you know, that he wasn't involved, but definitely influenced by him. Uh, I I thought, um, but this movie somehow made me feel uncomfortable. Like, especially like with the seeds, with the fucking gimp. And when the gimp first showed up and stuff like that, it, (laughs) it just, these particular scenes and the, um, the, 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 the club scene, 
you know, the opening of the cartoon <laughs> just yeah, 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 gave me a big, big sense of unease, and I fucking loved feeling uncomfortable in a movie again. It's been so long since I have felt uncomfortable in a movie that, you know, yeah, I, I was just happy to be feeling off uncomfortable and then they would switch gears and then go to the other end of the spectrum and be all silly and shit like that but then they would go back to it so yeah so it was a nice you know up and down roller coaster for me you know of emotions of feeling weird and you know feeling you know a fun ride but yeah but i fucking enjoyed it man (laughs) i really liked it king tell us how you didn't like it (laughs) yeah i was definitely not a fan Definitely not a fan of Tokyo Gore Police. I'm just not a fan of Japanese horror movies. Like, I think that's just the realization that I've come to. I just don't like them. I just don't care. You've got to be careful when you make statements like that around me, King, because you'll know what's coming next for the next seven picks of mine. You can literally give me every Japanese horror movie, and I will watch it for the show because it's my job. So you can literally pick every Japanese horror movie you want. I will watch it, and I will critique it. It doesn't mean I have to like it. Like, these aren't movies that I would seek out. I remember I was telling the monkey – that I remember when this movie first came out back in 2008, a lot of horror sites were like, oh, Tokyo Gore Police. Like, it's the next big thing out of Japan, and it's amazing, and it's great. And I was like, I am never going to see this movie. But, of course, now I run a podcast where, you know, picks are made, and I have to watch it, and I did. And, yeah, I was just like, this movie is just not good. Like, it's way too long. Like, I'm glad that you guys brought that up, you know. So I was like, yeah, we still not the only one who thought it was too long. I'm sorry, go ahead. Cool. I wonder what the chance... No, I was just going to say, I wonder what... Because we do still need to get your full opinion. Uh, I do wonder what the chances are of all three of us for the rest of the year just picking Japanese horror movies in honor of the king. <laughs> That's all right, maybe, because it's the revenge tour for the king this year. So, revenge picks. So, you know, so I'm always going to have an answer. And you guys are going to fucking hate it. I'm going to be like, I don't care. You guys have been you watch fucking Japanese horror movies. So... Um, yeah, it's just the gore is fine. Like I, I agree with the, the monkey about the scrim and mad George kind of influence on the effects. Like they were fine, but the story was just dumb. It was too long. I couldn't wait for it to be over at a certain point. I'm like, it's just too much. Like they, they're screaming in my face the entire time. And I just hate that. You know, that's why like Japanese horror movies that are trying to be funny. I always just have a problem with because it's always just screaming in my face and it's just random stuff. <clears throat> like it reminds me of the clerks cartoon series. When they became an anime, all of a sudden it's like, who is driving? Bear is driving. How could that be? Fall off. Like, it's like, why, why are you? That, that, why are you that was my favorite. Ep- that was my favorite episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's> a, <clears throat> they just, they're very loud and they're in your face and it, it's fine. Like I said, the gore was great, but just the, the overall story and I just had keeping up with the characters and then I just kind of like dazed off for a moment where I forgot I was watching it, and I'm like, oh, shit, i got to fucking get back. <laughs> like, I left my body for a second, and I was like, oh, wow, I'm back in Tokyo Court Police, and I have an hour left. Great. But so, um, so yeah, it wasn't my cup of tea, but I'm glad that you guys liked it. But, so, you guys, if I missed something in my narration, feel free to fucking dig in and be like, oh, you missed that, and I'll, I'll gladly let you guys take the floor. <clears throat> so, sure. the movie opens with it. So, of course, mm-hmm. this movie opens with an unnecessarily loud narration from a girl talking about her dad, who's a cop, and she loves him very much. She wants to become a cop just like him, and then we see his head explode. So we cut to the girl, Ruka, and she's all grown up and a loner. <clears throat> Does she live on the second floor? <laughs> her name is Ruka or Ruka. So we, we uh, see that she's with a bunch of cops, 
and they've surrounded the building where Koji Tanaka, age 29, is inside and messing with some bloody viscera. The police are there to arrest him after he kidnapped the woman and barricaded himself in the building. So this blonde woman that makes Harley Quinn seem really fucking calm is like, this is a special police force. Go get him. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> really? You just started. We're already that's the dispatch, doing this, man. That, that's the dispatch. <laughs> <laughs> for the oh, riot squad. Everything's supposed to always be <laughs> super exciting stuff. all the time. You got to go get him, King, now. <laughs> I now, want to see now, him die so bad. Now. I did, that I was, was an awesome for it Steve Reacher impression. <laughs> that is exactly what happened, and I wanted her to die, and we'll see because it doesn't happen. But I was like, oh, whenever they cut her, I was like, great. She's going to fucking yell in my face again. Can't wait for that to happen. Uh, so... The police raid the building where Koji turns into Leatherface with a chainsaw as Ruka just starts slashing at her arm, drawing blood. The police are ambushed by Koji, but they get the upper hand and gun him down and shoot off his arm, which then turns into a fussy chainsaw that he uses to attack the police. Ruka gets called up to help the police. She flies up to where the police are using a bazooka. A cop takes a chainsaw to the mouth and sprays blood as the other surviving officers run away, leaving Ruka alone to fight Koji. She uses a chainsaw to cut off his chainsaw hand and then uses both chainsaws to slice him up before using her sword to slice him right down the middle. So, yeah, again, see, gore's see? great. I have no problem. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I was you know, but, thing, yeah. man. But, you know, first 10 minutes, you get a fucking chainsaw battle. How fucking badass is that? And then she goes <laughs> the, with a bull charm uh, killing move. It's so fucking cool. The chainsaw the face is good. And listen, you know, like to, to, for the movie to open up with the guy's head exploding, too, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, okay, here's this world. It's called the Gore Police. And again, I've never watched the trailer for this. I have no idea, really, what it's going to be. So yeah. within the first couple of seconds, when I see some dude's head fucking, like, you know, rip apart, like, Hellraiser style, I'm like, yes! Or scanners. Exactly, and then she fucking... You know, she pulls out the fucking the bazooka, and again, I'm thinking, oh, okay, basic, you know, basic 101. I'm going to shoot the fucking guy with the chainsaw with the bazooka. No, she uses the bazooka as her fucking, you know, her means of getting up there. And I'm like, like that's a right. Fucking We're bazooka, in a fucking, fucking jetpack. Absolutely, it's the bazooka <laughs> elevator, man. Whatever the fuck it is. It was fantastic, and I'm here for it. <laughs> so... We then see that Tokyo has privatized their police force, which always solves everything. We cut to a coroner who carves up Koji's body. It, it worked in the on. movie Cuffs. <laughs> yeah. We saw how well that worked out. And especially in RoboCop, when OCP was fucking it worked, privatized. It worked very well in RoboCop, cops. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we find out that the police have been attacked recently by monstrous maniac criminals known as engineers. You have to sever a key-shaped tumor on their body to kill them, Ruka says she's an engineer hunter. So we see later Ruka visits the bar and orders an orange juice. The bartender notices a bloody bandage on Ruka's wrist, which reveals a flashback where Ruka was saved by the same bartender when she was a kid and nearly raped by two young men. Suddenly, Ruka is called back to the station. She arrives and it's super quiet as a red light above the door starts flashing. Ruka takes out her sword and makes her way into the station. Once inside, a man shows up in samurai armor and a man dressed up in leather, acting like a dog gimp. The man walks up to her and shouts, Happy birthday! And we realize it's a, it's a birthday party from the cops who are dressed up like Sam Okay, warriors, which I kind of dug right, but here, okay. here, Here's what I really realized at this point, though, that this is our main villain. 
because no good guy, okay, walks around in any <laughs> Japanese fucking movie or cartoon with yeah. a fucking helmet, with a helmet with demon horns coming out of it, and a fucking <laughs> yeah. legless, armless gimp walking around like a dog. That is not, even in this world, that is not the good guy. And it's clear as day <laughs> that it is not the good guy. Hey. Okay, okay, but the horns, though, okay, I was going to give the horns a slide because, you know, obviously all the armor for the riot gear is supposed to be, you know, based on traditional samurai stuff. So, that you know, so you have your leader with the big-ass horns, you know, so he's the shogun of the area, so that's why he's got the big-ass horns and shit like that, you know. But I also like how we have a little bit of steampunk going or whatever it is going on with where he has this little microphone in front of him, like, you know, kind of like a little Darth Vader setup. You know, but yeah, the gimp though, yeah. Oh man, the gimp fucked me up. As soon as I saw that throughout the rest of the movie, I was like, "Oh motherfucker!" Yeah, I was like, "That's something." <laughs> you know, um, so we flash back to Ruka as a kid with her day with her dad bringing her a birthday gift. Her dad asks Ruka's mom how her day was, and she's like, "I can't take it anymore!" And starts fucking slashing at herself, and I was like, "Wow, she had a day." Like, she's yeah. not very happy with how things are going. And apparently by all the scars on her mom's arm, she has a lot of days like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, she can't oh, take a little Ruka. pill and feel better. Ruka's <laughs> That's where she got it from. You know? Yeah, uh-huh. from her mom. So after that flashback, we then see a dude that just finished you. up using the vibrator. <laughs> yeah. Um we then see a dude that just finished up using a vibrator on a young prostitute, and her pimp shows up oh to my God. maintain the extension fee. Because uh, use the vibrator uh, to pay uh, the extension fee. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of the pointy ones, like, too, and it's just rolling around and stuff like that. Just, it's, rawr, it's, also, it's also got the little clip rawr. simulator on it, too. It's got, like, you know, it like, looks like a little fucking, like, a bowing man with his tongue sticking out that, like, comes off off the top of it. <laughs> so, but yeah, you can't go over your time. Work. You got to pay extra. <laughs> That's the extension fee, man. Like, see, I oh. thought it was because he was using a vibrator, and she wanted to pay for an extension cord fee. So, oh. like, she's paying for the extra <laughs> extension cord. You couldn't use your I just, <laughs> I just love that. I just love that he's like. No, it was consensual. You know, like, it's like, damn, man, when did he stick this thing? <laughs> so the young girl leaves and heads to another appointment, and that's when we see a John Cladden Black, a.k.a. the key man, placing down a vial containing a key-shaped tumor. Outside, the pimp is scheduling it's not a for tumor. girls. <laughs> well, it is, but... Uh, <laughs> thanks, Alan. <laughs> so... <laughs> The pimp is scheduling jobs for her girls, and we see that she's being followed. So the key man enters a public bathroom with this pimp. The key man places a knife onto her face, and she's like, oh, like, my girls, they love this shit. So, I mean, if this is what you're into, like, I could definitely get you a girl. Like, I could definitely just hook that up for you. <laughs> I and got your hook up. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the bitch you want to call, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So instead of agreeing to a date with one of her girls, the key man begins jamming pipes into her chest and then into her mouth before extracting her blood. So oh, she's man, not man, those it. fucking blood those fucking bloodletting tubes. Holy shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again, just to give you facts, you know, the gore the gore going down, yeah. sticking those bottles on, fucking loving it. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. Just the fast cuts were nice. Like, I, I did like that. Uh, so we then cut to a man being yelled at by his boss. Then he, admit, he commits Harry Kiri. But it's only a commercial. It's only a commercial about <laughs> Harry Kiri and suicide. <laughs> and the As fire. Yeah, just another. Yeah, because... <laughs> Yeah, all the fucked up commercials in this fucking movie. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, like I said, the, the placement is pretty fun. Um, but meanwhile, Ruka is sitting in her car and gets a call to head to the subway. We see the lady pimp has been dismembered and placed in a box with her blood and bottles arranged in a circle. The coroner finds a key-shaped tumor drawn on the pimp's arm. Ruka is then tasked with finding this engineer, so she dresses up like a prostitute to find it. Wrist-cutting is well, also mentioned as being stylish, so we get another commercial. Well, don't, also, don't forget, King, the pimp was nicely folded up into a nice little box. <laughs> like, with, like with okay, I understand where all the blood went, but where did all the bones go? In a box. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he cut her up just enough so he could just put her nicely in that box. Bones be damned. Um, and then we get another commercial about how wrist-cutting is stylish. And you can get a razor in many different colors. Oh, man. Oh, that one I found so fucked up. Just because just that's yeah. like, you know, the, the ghoul nose, like, that, that's like, using the retractable knives like that is like a big, big, like, scary thing in fucking Japan. Like, that, that's like, you know, the preferred, like, anyone can get it weapon. And, you know, they're just considered, like, super fucking nasty and scary, you know, Kind of sh- kind of shit oh. where if someone pulls out one of those, you you know you're gonna get fucked up, and just super fucking yeah, weird well, to see these commercials about get, get the cute cutters. Oh yeah, they cool. got little cutesy kit like little cutesy like anime things on them too. I mean, listen, uh-huh. box cutters uh-huh. are no fucking joke, man. I mean, let, let, let's be realistic uh-huh. here. Fucking four hijackers took over fucking four airplanes with fucking box cutters and crashed them into the into major United States buildings. You know, so so no, box cutters are not fun to fucking play with. So yeah, it is, it is kind of a disturbing fucking commercial, especially considering this was a few years after fucking nine eleven. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just a, a weird kind of commercial to be like, hey, wrist cutting is fun. You know, cut your wrists open. It's fun. Everybody does it. <laughs> cutting is fun. Um, so on the subway, Ruka watches a guy eat a bunch of bugs. As she, we see that her ass is being grabbed by a guy. She decides to pull not this Renfield. guy from the subway and go back out. No, it's not right. Just some guy with a bunch of piercings in his mouth. So she sees that happen. Her ass gets grabbed. She grabs the guy that grabbed her ass and brings him into a back alley where she cuts off both of his hands, leading him to bleed out. And she's like, see? Yeah. Did you get motherfucker? And he's like, wow, this hurts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just straight up, yeah. You know, molesting someone is is a reasonable offense. Takes his alley, cuts his shit off. It's like, fuck. <laughs> just, just lets him spray there like a fucked up Jesus. She gets back onto the subway trains, and Rook has a flashback of her dad being assassinated. When she snaps back from the flashback, she sees the key man sitting across from her. He smiles at her and leaves as she gets up to follow him, and that's when she becomes dizzy. She finally stumbles onto another murder scene, and we see another body in a nice box. So this guy, at least he's neat about his fucking killing. Like, he's like, you know, I'm just going to stack his body drawing. I said, neat. <laughs> Not a wasted drop. As they say, nope. no blood anywhere. 
No, it's fine. You know, he just he leaves his calling card and that's leaving body parts in boxes. Uh, so leaving the subway, she runs up an escalator What's into the, the night. She she eventually encounters <laughs> the key man, and they have a fight. She slashes him in the face, which causes him to freak out and pulling off the top of his head. Just yanking at it, twisting, <laughs> screaming until he finally pulls off the top of his head, exposing a huge brain with two gun barrels in his eyes that begin firing little pieces of brain at Ruka, which soon pins her to the wall. I was like, okay, well, you know, that's fun. That's the fact he's got these gun <laughs> barrels in his eyes, you know. Um, the key man says, you miss girl, before pulling out his key-shaped tumor, creating a keyhole in Ruka's arm and inserting it, into her arm, which opens up and begins just showing all the exposed muscle and viscera and becoming oh, an engineer. Oh, shit. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it is on. She is now an engineer with that tumor, you know, being implanted in the scarring tissue of her arm. So it's like, well, you know, wonder what's going to happen. Uh, so, oh, now, now, she, now, now she turned into the, uh, you know, chick that got bit by the zombie. And she's like, no. I'm okay. I'm just covering it with a bandage. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. Like I'm not even. I'm not even sick yet. It's fine, guys. <laughs> you know, I think I'm gonna make it. I think I'm gonna make it to the end. It's fine. You know, just uh, uh just let me go sit over here for a second. <laughs> take a break. <laughs> well, everybody else's turn takes takes five minutes. Mine is gonna take the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and there's definitely not gonna be a reveal at the end where I'm definitely a zombie. Nope, not gonna happen. Not this movie. Not this one. <laughs> So, Ruka wakes up the next day with the police chief telling her to go visit the autopsy room later as they only found the top of the man's head, the key man's head. Just no other evidence other than that. And they're like, well, this is what we have to go on. No key-shaped tumor was found. The police chief then says that they have to kill all the engineers, and Ruka is like, yikes. Says, that's what I am now. <laughs> oh. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, very difficult situation. <laughs> Very difficult. She must now hunt what she Ruka, is. Ruka, you're definitely not one. She, she hates herself. You're, you're definitely not one. She's like Vampire right? Hunter. No way. <laughs> it's like Vampire Hunter D. <laughs> is that an anime? I don't know what that is. Yes, it is. Yes, cool. it is. Cool. <laughs> yes. Vamp- about vampires? He hunts, vampire, he hunts vampires and dick. That's why it's Vampire Hunter D. Yeah. Say, why is it called Vampire Hunter D? Is it because he likes dick? Like it's just yes. like he spends the night hunting vampires and during the day sucking dick? Oh, yeah, that's yes. amazing. Wow. The, the, you literally just the X-rated tentacle one. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> I'm going to make it a taco out of wow. you yet, King. <laughs> <laughs> so later, Rook visits the bar and passes out. The bartender puts a bracelet on his wrist and watches her sleep. <laughs> sure. Why not? Is that like a Nintendo thing? Like a weeb? I don't know. No, that's, <laughs> that's don't a wee. You'll be a weeb. <clears throat> weeb. <clears throat> with a B. What's a weeb? I don't understand what a weeb is. That's You'll be cool. the weeb of horror. That's all. It's totally cool. So cool. It, <clears throat> super, super cool. Well, as long as it's cool. I don't know what a weeb is, but if it's cool, I'll be a weeb. I don't care. Whatever. You'll be number I'm, one. I'm number one, King. <laughs> I'm happy about that. As long as I'm number one in something. I don't care what it is. Just need to be number one. <laughs> Duke of New York. Ain't so, number one. <laughs> there could be only one. Ain't number one. 
So, waiter rookie gets drunk at the bar, passes out. The bartender puts a bracelet on her wrist and watches her sleep as we see the police investigating who the key man was that attacked Ruka. She gets some info on him and calls a number that's out of service while the police chief tries to see if the engineer matches the man who killed Ruka's dad. Maybe there's some connection leading into something. We don't know because we have to get to a commercial advertising remote control exterminate, which is the real life version of we executing someone. And I actually kind of had a laugh at that, where they're fucking slashing the shit at this fucking guy. And the mom walks in, she's like, can I have a try? I'm like, hell yeah, you can. Go for the neck. And I was like, wow, like, we're in 2023. How have we not figured this out yet? To let people execute you know, prisoners from their own homes. Well, that, that, extension for the Wii, that extension for the Wii didn't really sell too well in the United States. I'm surprised, because I feel like the United States would fucking love that. <laughs> if they could actually execute the person that killed their daughter or mother or father or son. It'd be big in Texas. I think Texas would be the fucking place to have that fucking technology. Oh, no, theirs was a gun extension for Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they, they're not going to be using swords in Texas. They're going to shred a fucking gun. <laughs> yeah, it's a one-and-done type thing. <laughs> like, all right, you're going to take the wee gun, you're going to point it at the screen, and then you go, pow, and that man's going to be dead. Cool. I fucking love America. <laughs> Privatized prisons. <laughs> so Ruka arrives at the apartment of the key man that attacked her. She finds some info and calls into the station for them to look up information on him. His name is Yoshi. So, meanwhile, the police chief Yahoo! is trying to relax after his sword workout. He wishes he had some speed, so he draws a needle filled with speed on his arm, and he goes, I can't feel it in my veins. I'm like, okay, well, all right. <laughs> all, right just, all right, so right. somebody's got some issues. <laughs> yeah, somebody's, <laughs> you know, the fact that he could just draw a needle on his arm and be like, oh, I feel the power. I'm like, do you have a Nintendo Power Glove on, sir? No, he's just drawing it on your arm. <laughs> Oh, that's that's the Nintendo power needle. (laughs) So after after he draws the needle on his arm and he can't feel it in his veins, we cut to a guy gunning down a bunch of kids at a park before the police arrive to kill him. And then we see his head being kicked around like, join the police. Yes. I was like, okay, another one, another commercial. (laughs) Way to fool me again, guys. (laughs) I find it Another funny, though, that, you know, uh, again, to follow Japanese rules of photography and all that kind of stuff, you know, unless you don't have this permission, you're not supposed to show their faces in photographs. So they're blurring out the face on the head as it's rolling around. It'll be back of the head, clear shot, rolling around to the face, blurred shot. You know, then <laughs> I just thought it was so fucking funny. No, I mean, yeah, you can't even show wieners, you know, in Japanese porn. So why are they going to show the head? That's why I can't get in Japanese that's, porn. Too much well, attention. that's why you have the that's why you have those parts drawn over in overseas in China. <laughs> oh, sure. Why not? I didn't know that. Cool. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that, so, that's how you're able to get those in your porn. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean I don't watch the fucked up shit that you do. I mean my shit's fucked up enough. <laughs> I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of step. Yeah, we have we have we have we haven't gotten to the fucked up shit that I watch yet. Wait till we get to the club. <laughs> Yeah, see, I saw that scene and I'm like, man, the monkey's right at home right now. He's fucking, he's out and Dude, he's just fucking over. Oh, well, oh yeah, the fucking monkey. Let me like see this. Whacking it the fuck off, bro. Because that <laughs> was like, yeah, 
he told the diva to leave the room immediately, and he's like, don't come back for at least 15 minutes, and, and I will be, I'll be okay. okay. <laughs> when we get there, we'll get there. <laughs> well, we're there. This is the next scene. This oh, is, we're, this is the oh then, okay. All right. Then, yeah, as soon as this happened and then this shit went on, I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm so excited that you guys were watching this movie because I was like, now you're watching my levels of hentai. This is the closest yes. you'll ever get to fucking my fucking hentai. I was just like, I was hey, so yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was so literally confused. I was like, this is what the monkey likes. I, I kept thinking that the entire time. I was like, this is his shit. This is what he fucking likes. <laughs> I was like, to me, I watch stepmoms get stuck in dryers, and I think I'm weird. He's no, watching no. shit like okay. this. He's the, this, <laughs> this, and then throwing tentacles on top of it. All right, and then you have a yep. female victim, and that's the shit that I fucking watch. <laughs> yeah, it was just, you know, because you have these people in these weird fucking, like, you know, costumes, and then you have the, the girl with her tits, and they're all fucking, like, teeth on her tits and shit like that. I was like, yeah, the monkey's like, oh, my God. I'm so hard right now. Like, watching this shit. Like, you know. But then they have the fucking chair that's just a chest. <laughs> it's got, like, no, weird bro. shit. No, These people it's, are like, whoa. No, it's, 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 but it's breathing. It's, it's actually, the, the chair is breathing. I know. It's, it's moving. Like, it's just it's, a chest that breathes. Yeah. And it's got a fucking yeah. weird thing on its pussy, and it just starts peeing on yeah. everybody. And they're like, yes. But, I was yeah. like, man, monkey just came. Monkey just came. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but then uh, Google and I were probably thinking the same thing was the fucking Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Who, bro! <laughs> fucking A! <laughs> <laughs> dude! I ain't seen something this fucking weird since Doctor Who! There's a fucking thing in the future where, like, the woman had had so many plastic surgeries that all she was uh-huh. was a stretched out fucking face. Like, that's all that was left, was just this fucking skin and her eyeballs and her mouth and shit. And it was like, I'm looking at this thing going, holy fuck, man. But then the fucking legs open, and that fucking flower comes out. And I'm like, well, look, here's a vagina. What next? Oh, wait, it squirts. I'm like, fuck me, bro. This is fucking just brilliant. This is, I'm done. I'm done after this because I was laughing, <laughs> laughing so fucking hard. And like I said, in my head, I'm just thinking how much the monkey is loving this. And, yep, 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 this movie, for yeah. me, this is like, the, this, is, this is the peak of the film. So from here on, it's like, okay, everything's yeah. going to just like peter down and slowly make its way to the bottom. So, so Dan, yeah. what do you think of this fucked up club scene? Super fun, man. Like, everything that you're all saying, like this was, these were parts where I was just fucking dying. Like, how far are they going to push it? What direction are they going to go? Is this going to keep elevating? Is this going to keep uh, climbing metaphorically in the carnage? Um, you know, when I talk about this being super fun, this is the stuff that I'm talking about. Like, this is the stuff that makes me happy and have those big super smiles when I'm watching something. <laughs> it was just weird. I was like, this is a whole other level. <laughs> I was like, this is the category on <laughs> that I don't go to. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm pretty weird with my fucking porn choices, but this is just weird. I was like, this is just beyond me. I don't get it. <laughs> I was like, but somebody out there is enjoying it, and that's the monkey. Me! Um, but apparently, me. It was me. These, uh, <laughs> yeah, these strippers at the club, they have numbers on them. So if you have the number of the stripper, <laughs> you can get them for a lap dance. So the, the girl with her tits sewn up and there's teeth in them, uh, she's 69. And that's what the police chief has. 69. So he's like, hell yeah, I'm going to take her to the back. <clears throat> you're going to take her to the champagne room. 
and I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna have some fun. So of course she leaves no, the room. No, there was never sex in the champagne room. There was no sex in the champagne room. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> uh, and this one there was, you know, because she sits him down in the chair, unzips his pants, and starts going down on him. He's like, this is the greatest fucking thing ever. But, of course, the key man shows up, and he's like, what the fuck? And then she bites his dick off. Oh, <laughs> except for the biting, except for the biting dick off part, this is what I was hoping was gonna happen at fucking Dave's bachelor party at the strip club. Except I was so fucking stinky drunk that I started passing out on the chicken's bed I got total whiskey dick. <laughs> where was oh. this? Where was this? Where was this one? <laughs> during during your fucking bachelor party, bro, at the oh, strip right. club, <laughs> where we all went to the back rooms. So, like, after a night of this chick slapping me around, we finally get back to, like, this back fucking room of the club. And she's like, take your pants off and take your boxers off. So I'm like, ooh. And then she's like, but put them back on backwards. So I guess the idea is to eliminate the slot so that there's no, like, you know, accidental dick popping out type of deal. But, uh, but yeah, you know what? She laid me down on this, like, little bed in this back room. And I don't know. It was, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And we had all drank, like, absurd amounts of fucking alcohol. And you, you made me comfortable, lady. What can I tell you? So she's, like, straddled over me. I'm not getting hard at all. She's still slapping me the fuck around. But now, now she's just trying to wake me up. You know? And she's, like, all fucking night. All night we've been doing. Oh, going back and forth, and this is what you're going to do to me? And I'm just like, yeah. And that's pretty much how it fucking ended, man. She never got her rock off, and I never got my rock off. Did you check your wallet The poor Dean got a fucking, oh, no, I was good on that, man. She was good by us, but Dean got stinky ass, man, and I felt bad about that. Stinky ass, well, that's a stripper name right there. Hairs. Come up to the stage. Yes. She, had, she had hairs in her butt. Sorry, bro. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, it was like Nottingham Forest down there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's Little John. <laughs> so the police chief has his dick bitten off, and the stripper still has it in her mouth, and she spits it to the ground. As the key man pulls out a power drill, and begins drilling into the police chief's foot. And at this point, the chief manages to free one of his hands, and he begins firing his gun, which hits the stripper, who falls to the floor and begins spasming wildly. The chief manages to get out of the room just as the stripper enters the hall, and we see that the bottom half of her body has now become an alligator's head, which repeatedly okay. attacks now, This scene, this specific scene is the scene that made me want to see this fucking movie. When it was the fucking alligator head, and it opened up, I was like, yep. That is fucking hits I, I have fucking seen. Yeah, I yeah I have to see this movie. <laughs> you must have been exhausted and jerking off so much during this scene, man. You must have just <laughs> oh, so much Gatorade afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, I have actually I, I have I have seen so much hentai where there is monsters down there on, on the ladies and shit like that, all kinds of demons <laughs> and shit like that. And I was like, holy shit, they went and did this effect. I gotta see this. <laughs> you make me feel better about my porn choices now. Like now I don't feel so weird. Now I'm actually kind of nice about it. <laughs> you know, like I'm watching mom swap videos. That's kind of fucked up. And then you're like, oh, I love it when a fucking alligator head pops up into a pussy, and I'm like, oh yeah. Like, damn, Dude, I feel I so love, comfortable now. I my love choices. mom swap, bro. That mom. Oh, that's so fucking good. 
Mom Swap is the best. I fucking love it. It's so absurd. It's just so fucking good. Step kid's dick accidentally like pops into mom's mouth. Yeah, I I don't know which yeah. ones I like more though. I don't know if I like the ones where the mom gets all horish about it, or if when she's like bashful about it, where she's all like, "Oh, oh no, Johnny, oh, that's yeah. not right. We shouldn't do that." And then he's like, "Oh, well, mom, you know, I've only wanted to fuck you since I was six. And you're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's. There was one with uh, Katie Morgan and Regan Fox, where Regan Fox played a vampire that turned Katie Morgan into a vampire, and they invited <laughs> oh my God, Katie I Morgan's son, a stepson over. <laughs> he's like, what? You're a vampire now? And she's like, yeah, I want to fuck the shit out of you. And he's like, okay, I'm kind of okay with this. <laughs> Dude, where the shadows <laughs> fuck, bro? I, I, know the exa- I know the exact scene, okay? It was like a multi-part so okay, yep. uh... <laughs> Yeah, it was like a three-part yes, fucking yes, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the one with Karen Fisher where they moved into the neighborhood and they're like, "What better way to get to know our neighbors by fucking them?" <laughs> I was like, "I love the porn world. Like, it's so great. I never <laughs> stop being porn. <laughs> it's so good." <laughs> so um, the alligator ends up tearing off one of the police chief's arms. As she goes to attack him one last time, the chief picks up his hand, holding the gun, and fires it into the alligator's mouth, killing the stripper. The key man approaches the chief and then turns him into an engineer just like he did to Ruka. So now the police chief is infected. He's an engineer. What is he going to do? He's going to go to the police station with an elephant trunk for a penis. And so he's firing it and slaughtering hey, everyone. Yeah, he is. Yep. And the monkey is excited. He's like, because this is what I like to watch. <laughs> Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> yeah, I, I was fucking losing it, man, just because when he actually showed up and all of a sudden he's got this big old fucking cock cannon. I was like, oh, shit. That, that awesome. makes the elephant noises, too, which I love the fact that they put elephant noises. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's walking around and killing all these officers. Um, and as this is happening, Ruka is racing around town trying to find the key man. Once the police chief has been killed, the commissioner shows up and demands that all the engineers be hunted down and killed. Ruka eventually finds the key man who brings her into his house, and that's when he tells her that his father was an expert police sniper who received a kill order on a criminal barricade in a building. The job went wrong, and he was forced to resign. Desperate to keep his family out of poverty, he was given a job by the police commissioner to kill Ruka's dad, the leader of a group trying to stop the police from being privatized. Once he's killed Ruka's dad, he was also killed, which the key man was there to witness. So he oh, shit. Revenge. He injected his DNA samples of numerous murderers that would mutate him into an engineer. But once he was injected, he tried to kill himself but survived. He wakes up and knocks on the door where a little person with horns gives him a jar with a key-shaped tumor. He woke up in the <laughs> hospital and began researching it and began to reproduce it to get his revenge. Realizing that they both want the same thing, vengeance, Ruka slices the key man in half as we cut to the streets where the police are now taking out all the engineers in glorious, gory fashions. So he's like, well, I don't need you anymore. Like, gone. <laughs> you know? And she's on her I way. Picked, I picked the little man with horns to be the devil. You know what I mean? So, like, he made Could a be. deal with the yeah. devil, essentially, because, you know, he died to hell or whatever it is. And, like, that that's who this little fella is. It's funny, but this little fella actually had a, a face that, like, re- reminded me of my grandfather. You know, made oh, no. disease, but <laughs> he kind of looked like. <laughs> yeah, he looked like a little keyboard elf just with horns. And I was like, oh, it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Devil. Uh, is he going to make me some cookies? 
in his little treehouse. <laughs> you know? um, so the the bartender that's been looking at the Rukas is eventually captured by the police, and she is drawn and quartered with the cops using their cars instead of horses. So she's tied to all these cars. They're all laughing. They're all eating fucking snacks, and they're just ripping this girl's arms yeah. and legs. This is probably the only part of bad. Yeah, yeah, because she didn't deserve it, you know. And we have no idea if she was an engineer or not. Like, they never really kind of said she was an engineer. No, no she wasn't. They, were, they were killing everybody by this point. They, the police force said, just go out, and even if you think somebody is something, just kill them. So, I mean, this is martial law. Them, yeah. You know, basically, the, 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 the militarized police are going to go around fucking terrorizing everybody. Um, and, yeah, I just kept thinking, like, oh, okay, Ruka's going to get here just in time to save her. And like, time. you know, maybe she's going to be... Maybe she's going to be dismembered. Maybe she'll lose a body part, but she's not going to die, let alone get, like, fucking, like, yeah, quartered, bro. Like, they tore her into, like, fucking strips, and you got Ruka, like, gently touching, like, the one portion of her face. And I'm like, man, yeah. this is really fucked up. <laughs> and all the, I love the cops, like, all getting out of their cars, and they're all fucking hugging shit. Like, they just fucking yeah, killed fucking the fucking killer. They're just laughing and hugging and high-fiving each other, and Rook is like, all right, it's fucking go time, because the tumor is now activated. Uh, and she eventually reveals that she's got this alien, like, head in her arm, and she decapitates all the cops that just killed her friend. And that's when Rook drives up on two cops that are serving a body part, saying, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like one of the confusing moments in this movie, because why is there a conehead fucking cop? Like, this is, it was this weird fucking black guy, but he's a conehead. And I was like, what? Okay. They were both not I think this was done because neither one of them were native to Japan. He was Chinese, okay. which is why he was he was talking about loving doing all this to, to these people. You know, which I think is kind of a stab to some of the stuff that occurred during like World War Two and and, oh, yeah. and all of oh, that yeah. stuff. Um and I think the black guy might have been representative of, like, a, of an African, you know? So I, I don't know what the history is between, you know, Africa and weird. Japan over the years. But uh, it was. It was definitely a, a weird fucking moment. Because she was like a mutant. Like, and they just didn't really kind of comment on it at all. But um, one of the cops shoots out Rooka's eye, which turns into a cybernetic eye. She kills both of the cops <laughs> and goes off in search of the commissioner. That's when she's turning the Tetsuo, the, it's the metal man. <laughs> the Iron Man, the Iron Woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what so, I was thinking. It was Iron Man at this point. Yeah. So later the commissioner tells her that he had no choice but to have her dead killed since he opposed privatization of the police. After his death, the commissioner raised her to become the perfect engineer hunter, but she's now one of them that has to die. And that's when we see the coroner show up, and he shoots her with a gun that's filled with fucking fists. I mean, look at this fucking gun. It just fires fucking fists. <laughs> and he's he just reloading him enjoying like himself. <laughs> he's enjoying himself. He's firing them out there. He's having a grand old time. And at one point, he, he manages <laughs> to fill them up, so they give the middle finger that's going to be shooting at her. But the alien head on her hand manages to turn the fists around, so they fire back at the coroner, effectively killing him with all the middle fingers going into his chest. And it's like... It was kind of a cool fucking gun. <laughs> For some reason, he was firing fucking fists at her. And I was like, okay, like, I like that. And the middle finger is killing him. It was, was a nice touch. Um, but that's when we see the commissioner arriving, 
and they fight even with the Gint dog getting involved at one point. The two have a lengthy sword fight in which the commissioner gets his legs cut off, but he injects himself with a serum, which turns his bloody stumps <laughs> into fucking blood rockets. And he starts Astro flying Astro around. Astro boy feet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. And he starts flying go, around. Go, go, Astro Boy. Go, Astro Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fucking weird. Like, I was like, you know what? At this point, I'm not surprised by anything. Uh, the fact that he has his legs get off and he's still alive. And now um, he's projecting it. Now he's actually, like, flying around the room, able to steer himself so that he can go after. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So Ruka eventually uses her alien head to stop his flight, and she takes this chance to dismember and also decapitate him, effectively ending the private police force. We then later see that the key man is still alive, using one of his test subjects to piece him back together. So he's all together again, he's fine, and they walk off together for Tokyo Gore Police Part 2. Uh, which well, don't forget, the, don't pros- the, 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 the prostitute is all fine, too. Her, her hand is all bandaged up, and now she's with the key man, and they're going around now to reestablish New Tokyo. So that was the prostitute from earlier, right? The one that was with the guy? Yes, that yes, yes, it, yes it was. She's, she's the one that had the uh, big um, box cutter arm. Ah, see, I thought that was the uh, titty stripper, the one that had the teeth in her tits. I was like, oh, she made oh, it nope, out, nope. but, oh, you know, <laughs> nope. but no, it's just, yeah, it, I think it would have made more sense if it was her, but, you know, then who knows? I guess the finality was with the the alligator head being shot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, I didn't enjoy this movie, but, man, it had a lot of fun gore moments. <laughs> That's the, just the highlight of the movie. It's like, you know, it lives up to its name, Tokyo, Tokyo Gore Police. Like, it just lives up to the name. You know, and it's just a lot of fun moments. Like I said, I, I think I, I enjoyed Tetsuo more than anything else just because it was weird enough but also short enough. Like, the length of this movie, like the ghoul and the dean had said, it, it, it's long. Like, it, it dragged at certain points. We were like, okay, let's, let's get back into the story. But, you know, it could have been definitely a 90-minute movie, and I would have been okay with it. But, you know, I think the commercials added a lot to it, too, like Starship Troopers style. <laughs> you think it's part of the movie, but it's a fucking commercial? You know, like RoboCop did it, Starship Troopers did it. <laughs> you know, I'll like, buy that for you. So, like, you know, the goal. Like, you know, again, we know this movie was put together in two weeks. It could have used a little bit of editing. You know what I mean? So I feel mm-hmm. like they, like, squashed it together. They, they filmed it. They put everything, and then they were like, all right, let's just release it. Yeah, that's probably exactly what happened. I mean, I don't know how well it did. I mean, I remember, like I said, when I was talking about you know, whether or not I liked the movie, that it was it was heavily talked about when it was first coming out like on Fangoria, it's, on upcoming horror movies. So a lot of people were talking crit- about it. Critically, critically, it was it was well received. You know, like uh, there were a lot of good things said about it, both uh, in both Japanese and even with American critics. Um, you know, they found certain things about this movie to be interesting. Uh, I know at some point there was like a planned sequel, as we see at the end of the movie, uh, and then they had a prequel planned, but, uh, but I guess nothing ever came from any of it. it was, well, the prequel was supposed to be straight to video, but I couldn't find anything on it, so I'm guessing it never got made. And it's interesting because, Dean, you had brought up in your synopsis that uh, Ruka was a cop, but I never got that she was a part of the police force. I I thought that she was kind of like, you know, a a girl that you call in because she knows how to kill. 
I never took no, her. No, she's she was part a cop. of the police force. She's wearing the yeah. badge. The symbol that you see yeah. on yeah. the police station is on her. Huh. She's driving a cop car. Yeah, see, yeah. I thought that was her this, own weird fucking car with the fucking house on top of it. Because I didn't see any of those other no, cars. That, that, that was all the right squad's cars. Oh, see, I didn't they realize all, that. Because I always thought she was yeah, uh, they, a consultant. No, no, they all had the Saab 900 turbos with the little, uh, you know, Japanese roof, roof on the top. Yeah, yeah see, I, that yeah, was all. That, again, that's, that was all of them. That's why I wanted to get clarification on that because I always took it as she was like a consultant. Like she's not technically a cop, but you can call her in because she knows how to take out these engineers. Like she's the engineer hunter. You know, that's the one that you want on your side. But and I thought that that car was just hers. I didn't realize that the other cop cars had the uh, the little roofs on it. Yeah, yep. I, I don't know. I missed that detail. But, I mean, it, it's cool. I mean, yeah, like I said, it was just one of those weird things. I, I was like, you know, because she, she never wears any of the gear that they wear. Like, she's never in any of the armor. Like, she's always wearing the, the leather, you know, the jacket and the skirt and, you know, the boots. But I guess well, that's the, a, a sexual thing. I think that's just because she's well, more they, badass than the rest of them. Yeah, <laughs> and the armor will probably get in the way of all the fucking cool moves she's got to do. <laughs> and there was no other, there was no other female cops. She was the only one. But that was interesting. Well, there was the dispatcher. All... There was your favorite character, dispatcher. the dispatcher. Yep. Why was she a thing? That was fucking terrible. Like, I just... Because she was the dispatcher. I want to take you very much. Thank you very much. Number one guy. Oh. God, see, I'll get right, so annoyed. Go. Oh. Because then they had that whole sequence towards the end with the coroner when the coroner was like, oh, shit, Rook is around. And then you just have a dance sequence with that girl where she just fucking dances for no fucking reason. Like, I don't like you. Why can't you get taken out? Please be an engineer. Nope. You would like me very much if, I'm mob, if I was on Mob Swap, you love me. <laughs> I probably would. I'd, I'd probably watch her if she was on Mob Swap. <laughs> it, was just, it was just an annoying fucking character. I was like, this is why I don't like Japanese harmonies because there's always that one character that just yells a lot. Like, why can't you just be quiet for a little bit? Like, I just, I, I wouldn't be, be able to be around that very much. It's like, you know, like the Janine Melnitz of Japan, except she's just really fucking loud. Like, imagine if Janine Ghostbusters is fucking yelling at people, we got one, there's a ghost, you gotta go get him, Ghostbusters. And like, I'll be like, no, stop it. You fucking stop it right now. We're paying you a salary. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like this. Yeah, not, you're not paying pay anything. Anything. <laughs> well, anything. You know, she was definitely getting paid. Even though they spent the rest of their money being in that movie to East Chinese what? students, they didn't what? even include her. With it's what? Egon what? Is that what she got paid? <laughs> <laughs> they collect spores, mold, and fungus. So that's all they could give her was just spores, mold, and fungus. I want to have a Slimer baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's amazing how drastic that character becomes between Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, because obviously they were going for the cartoon in part two. Like, she's just like a normal New Yorker, then all of a sudden in part two, she's super fucking hot, has the eyeglasses on, I'm like, oh, yep, definitely the cartoon. That's the influence on Janine in part two. You know, <laughs> Well, because she started to get paid. She started to get paid, <laughs> so she could actually afford to buy some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
get that sexy haircut, get the new eyeglasses, <laughs> seduce fucking Louis Tully of all people. He <laughs> doesn't know he's being seduced well, I mean, even as it's happening. Well, you got to remember, in the first movie, she was trying to get with Egon, but he's fucking ignoring every fucking advancement she's <laughs> yeah. making. So, you know, they made the conscious decision to not let her fuck with Harold Ramis anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, even that scene where he pops up from, like under her desk, and she's like, oh, hey. <laughs> I, what were you doing down there, Egon? You're obviously asexual. You don't really like girls. You don't like guys. You know. You know. And that was always my favorite Ghostbuster too. You know, he was a smart guy. You know, just knew about ghosts. I mean, Winston yeah. was always second though, because Winston. So you know what? I'm going to smoke a cigarette, talk about Twinkies, and fucking bus ghosts. Nah, I'm so, not even going to lie, bro. I did, you know, I definitely wasn't a Winston fan. I think I was uh, an Egon then Bankman. You know, it was Egon then Peter. That's Bankman. a good choice. Yeah, I was never a fan of Ray, oddly enough. I never was a fan of Ray. <laughs> just, I could never get behind him because he's just always just so weird all the time. That, chi- you know? that, that like, so- childlike thing that he had, like the man-child yeah. thing going on, you know? Like, oh, look, a pole. Is it operational? It's a fucking pole, bro. You slide down it. <laughs> that was the best scene in that movie when they're like, yeah, this place should be fucking condemned. But then all of a sudden, because Ray has all the money, he's like, it's got a pole. We should sleep here tonight, guys. Let's see, you know, try it out. Like, I guess we'll be buying this. <laughs> and even when he shows up in the Ectomobile, like, he's like, oh, well, it needs brakes and a steering wheel and, you know, an alignment, new motor, spark plugs. Like, you know, I think it could be a good thing. He was always that child. Like, that's a great fucking toy cool. <laughs> he was always just like the kid of the group, just amazed by everything. I know what we have to do. Get her! Get her, Ray. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he just yeah. I just like the fact that Winston was like, I'll believe whatever he wants. It's pretty good. No, Captain and Aqua. That was the safest thing I could think of. What did you do, Ray? <laughs> Mother, puff <laughs> bucket. Nobody steps out of church in my town. Like, just fucking so crazy. <laughs> just, the weirdest thing he could think of, but yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely. I was always a Winston guy too, just because he just wanted the fucking paycheck. He's like, listen, man, <laughs> if you're going to pay me, I will fucking believe whatever you want me to believe in. Don't care. <laughs> Not going to ask questions. Just need to work. Just need to afford rent, you know, but, and then of course you got being smart. But, <clears throat> but as we close out tonight's episode, uh, next week, it is my film pick of the week. And you know what? Uh, I, I didn't know what you were going to pick, and then I was like, fuck, i got to find something. So, Revenge, Revenge Tour 2023 Revenge, continues. Revenge, yep, it, it continues. <laughs> and, yes, it's, it's always Revenge this year. Revenge is the tour uh, that I'm going on this year. So, uh, the Dean brought up Weatherface earlier tonight on the episode talking about Gunnar Hansen. So, we've talked about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre a couple times on the show. We've covered part two. We've covered the remake, uh, well, not the remake, but the, the one that came out a year or so ago. Um, and we talked about part two. Yeah, so let's, let's go ahead and revisit Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 from 1990 and directed by Jeff Burr, which stars Arhe Mihailov as our favorite Bubba. So we're going to be talking about that next week on the show. So you know what? Saw the safe family. place is Japan. My safe place is Texas. And the Saw is family. Get to see some... But early roles by a lot of people, including Viggo Mortensen as Eddie Sawyer. So we're going to see him pop up as Tex and see what he's doing. And Ken Free shows up too. So 
instead of what Dawn of the Dead, the superior version coming in with Ken Foray playing Benny. So we're going to be talking about Leatherface, Texas San Francisco Massacre 3 next week. It is available on YouTube for $2.99 or, you know, Redbox $2.99, cheap rental. But we're going to be talking about the third entry into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series next week on the show for my pick. So for right, right, sure. 2023 continues. <laughs> I mean, I already own it on DVD and Blu-ray, so I have two different copies, so I'm good. DVD and <laughs> Blu-ray. But I have not to. 4K. Yeah, I'm WNBC. DVD and Blu-ray. I got to have both. Fucking Howard Stern. Just put down the speaker and just straddle it and just let Howard take care of the rest. <laughs> so, yep. so, get ready, boys. We're heading to Texas next week in 1990, talking about Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. So, uh, Dean, you picked Tokyo Gore Police tonight. Thank you so much for your pick, and go ahead and sign yourself oh, off. My pleasure, and how exciting to talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 next week. I know. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm looking forward to, to revisiting it because I, I do have uh, fond memories watching Part 3. But Monkey, again, thank you so much for joining us for Tokyo Gore Police, and go ahead and sign yourself off. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror and letting me come in your ear. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Kisses. All right. So, Gore, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? Uh, yeah, no, same here, man. I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen TCM three since probably when I rented it from like the video store. I can't remember if it was Blockbuster mm-hmm. or Video Home Center, but like you're talking maybe nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety four. So somewhere in that wow. ballpark. It has been a long, long fucking time. Um, I, I remember vaguely what my thoughts were then, but being that I remembered nothing of that movie at all. I am. I'm looking forward to revisiting it. So, uh, so just you know what? Stay wet, everybody, and uh, stay scared. <laughs> looking forward to talking about it next week. So, as always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Thanking you so much for listening to this episode of the show, where we talked about Tokyo Gore Police. Next week, we're heading back to Texas to find out what Leatherface is up to in part three of the series. Always remember, the Solace family, hail Satan. Hell yourselves, hell odorous, keep America strong, watch horror movies. We'll see you back here next week. <laughs>